Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. This week we're sharing our favorite marketing campaigns, but first we're going to dive into our social media minute. So Facebook has reminded us, um, advertisers, that they're going to be launching new testing restrictions and that's coming into effect soon. So this happened back in March. Facebook shared that they were going to know they're going to take a strong action against discriminatory ad targeting. This includes removing a number of targeting options and business categories to help stop businesses from limiting audience to their ads. So Facebook is here to remind us that this is coming into effect very, very soon. Um, Facebook's changes relate to housing, employment, and credit ads. So Facebook says that all developers which want to facilitate Facebook ad creations must implement the special ad category restrictions by December 4th, 2019, or their ads will be paused. Well, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, I I read, too, this morning that Facebook was uh, limiting the amount of ads that can come from the state. So to be less political, Facebook and Twitter are both uh, becoming much more restrictive on what ads can be run on their platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just starting to filter all of that. And we've talked about it, too, a number of times, how it's just with the amount of power that all that has, yeah. they're starting to take more action to regulate things. So this is just one of them. So One step in the right direction, yeah. yeah. So for my story, I had Twitter is launching six-second ad video platforms. So according to the Twitter blog, they have produced a new ad platform that will see advertisers only charged if and when their 16-second or shorter video ad is in view for six seconds. So they called it a flexible option for advertisers who care about the completed view metric, but also are ready to lean into the mobile-first paradigm and develop short-form assets optimized for in-feed viewing. Similar to Snapchat, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, those ads that just pop up for five seconds, like Mm -hmm. Snickers, or it's like very targeted, but quick ads that you don't really mind, you just kind of click through them, Mm -hmm. maybe look away from your phone even. They probably already have a really strong awareness. Yeah, exactly, it's just like, it's just overkill at that Mm -hmm. point, but it's, it's, they pay for that marketing and they might as well take it, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's really smart too, and like you said, based off of like what you're advertising, a lot of times that important information you need to see the whole ad. Yeah, So exactly. that's awesome that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. So we're now diving into marketing campaigns. We're all familiar with what they are. But so we many just good decided ones. to pick a few uh, ones that are really yeah. interesting to us. And so the first one, so this year Spotify took full advantage of the fact that 57% of younger millennials believe that astrology is scientifically accurate. Ooh, scientifically is, accurate is yeah, a little bit too much for me. Which is kind but. of, a, you know, a wow. Yeah. Um, but they took full advantage of that by launching a cosmic playlist. Ooh. So Spotify brought on a resident astrologer to curate songs based on the listener's star sign. Oh, wow. So the music is meant to mirror what is written in the stars and help listeners, like, actualize their horoscope. Yeah, so it's actually really creative. We all know that this isn't scientifically accurate. Yes, thank you for clarifying that. So I just wanted that. to clarify yes. that. Um, but it was a really smart and creative marketing yeah. strategy, I thought. Spotify accompanied the idea with like live events, merch, posters, social ads, and horoscopes. And collectively, the marketing effort resulted in over 20 million streams wow. of playlists. Yeah, well, I might not listen to the horoscopic uh, Spotify playlist, mm-hmm. but they're like mood playlists in general. And yeah. just you can really find whatever you want, just like 
scrolling around their playlists. Yeah, because obviously we know it's not scientifically accurate, but it is kind of cool to like figure out your sign and see yeah. you know what potentially can happen in your future. So uh, this was really fun to me, and I definitely want to like kind of take a look and see what my yeah we'll have to put it on at the is. office. We'll tell Colleen to put it on after this playlist. Yeah. <laughs> So, for my first one, I had the Microsoft that ran the campaign called We All Win, which was focused on children who may be physically restricted while playing outside or on their favorite video games. So, the Tech Giants campaign focused on gamers specifically um, with disabilities, and they bonded over the shared gaming experience when they created the Xbox Adaptive Controller. So, the ad itself shows the small controller. It's very uh, easy to use for any uh, child with a disability. Um, and the extended version of the 60-second ad demonstrates how a group of children led by the exuberant Owen, who was amazing in the video, um, this marketing campaign was extremely successful and was by far one of the best commercials of the 2019 Super Bowl, which you might remember it from. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, Microsoft had this to say about the spot. Our intent with our ads is to illustrate a product and a human truth and deliver on our mission of empowering every person and organization on planet to achieve more, said Kathleen Hall, Microsoft's corporate VP of brand advertising and research. In this instance, the Xbox DAF controller helps the children enhance their gaming experience and compete in new ways. What a better message for a premier sporting event. And I thought that was important, um, mm -hmm. that message out there that they put was just, it was amazing. The commercial is awesome. Um, I'll definitely post it if we yeah. post this on uh, our blog later. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's so great. And honestly, too, especially during like Super Bowl, like that's a really big, big spot, spot big to spot, have. Yeah. And anything that kind of can pull at like the emotional. Yeah, and it's like, so elements. different from football too, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Like it was, you have the big football game going on, but then these kids that are less fortunate, they're able to play Fortnite or they're able to play Madden and all those games that un yeah. usually they wouldn't be able to, but with this adaptive controller, it changes everything. That's awesome. Yeah. So for my second campaign, I had Google put out an amazing campaign for their new language, or not new, their language tech called uh, 100 Billion Words. So in this series of short stories occurring in several different languages around the world, the ad illustrates how Google translates brings strangers and loved ones together through shared experiences like dining, worship, and sports. Um, the effort also acknowledges that some words come from a place of hate, but ends by reminding us that the most frequently translated phrases convey thanks and affection by exemplifying um, the translated words, how are you, thank you, I love you, whether it be in Italian, oh, awesome. Chinese, too. Yeah, another unbelievable video. Um, mm -hmm. These big companies obviously have big marketing budgets and throw together these amazing yeah. videos. But, yeah, these two really stuck out to me. It's nice that they're all extremely positive. Yes, that's. I was hoping, I was going for positive, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so for my next one, uh, I talked about Slack, and we've mentioned Slack. We use Slack in the office all the time. And there, it's an awesome tool that allows teams to work closely together. It does. They've had um, a pretty crazy rise from 15,000 users um, at their launch in 2014 to 2 million active daily users today. Wow. And so unlike other businesses that we share today, Slack did not build their success on one specific marketing campaign. They've actually built it off of their customer relations, and we can attest that their customer oh, yeah. relations... So good. Yep. So Slack responds to 8,000 help desk tickets and up to 10,000 tweets each month. And that's replying to each individual. So that, and so that kind of blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Their Twitter feed contains a Slack wall of love um, on which you can find the latest tweets and retweets from people um, who love the messaging yeah. tool. And we usually don't have many problems with it, but no, yeah. it seems if you have a problem with it, that they'll get right back I to mean, you. I mean, yeah, which is 
Awesome. Yeah. So from the start, like Slack has been focused on selling a solution and not just a product. They focused on customer experience, believing that one positive experience does more than a huge marketing budget. Um, but I just thought it was interesting because it is a little bit different from what we talked about, but being able to take that one core value that they have and use that almost as their marketing campaign, yeah. um, I thought it was just really cool. To yeah, Slack share. interests me too because it's like it's building itself with like mm -hmm. its customers in mind and the customers are almost helping them along the way. Like, exactly, yeah. It's like we're sending them feedback and like what mm -hmm. we like about it, what we User don't like about it. User-generated content, yeah, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, unbelievable. Yeah, so I just thought it was a cool way to like wrap yeah, up. Yeah, those are two. Those are good campaigns, so, absolutely. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this and um, when we post this, share your favorite marketing campaigns because we'd love to see yeah. what everyone, you know, has been interested in like learning and stuff. So... Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Digital Dialogue. We'll be back next week for a brand new episode. Thank you.